In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oftentimes, some of us say how much we wish to have been around when Jesus was walking the earth in his physical body, and how much we wished to have heard what he said, and to be around, to learn those lessons, to hear those parables, to see those miracles, to have spent time eating and drinking with him, to know him, so that we could strengthen our faith. But when we say that, even though it might seem like an innocent thing to say and a good intention to express, we should remember that there were people who were with him, who did see him and who did hear him and who did have the opportunity to know who he was, and yet they did not believe. In fact, some of them even betrayed him. And there were others who were not with him, like St. Paul and many great figures throughout the history of the church, who were not with him and yet came to a very profound belief and contributed so much to the teaching of the church and to its body of faith. And yet they yet believed. Jesus says today in the gospel, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Those of us who are living today, in the church today, 2,000 years later, we might be quick to apply this to ourselves. We weren't there when Jesus did all these things and that we hear about in the gospel, but we believe, we call ourselves Christians, we identify as Christians, and we claim the gospel is true and worth following 2,000 years later. But to claim that with confidence, we have to ask ourselves, what does it actually mean to believe? How can we actually say that we believe in something, someone that has shaped our whole life, even if we didn't see him, even if we didn't hear him? We weren't there when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan and the Father's voice was heard from heaven. But when we choose to be baptized into the church, we believe that we also gain the opportunity to become sons and daughters of God. We weren't there when Jesus turned water into wine during the wedding at Cana. But when we go to the Blessed Mother to ask for her intercession, we believe. We weren't there when Jesus himself entered the home of Zacchaeus as he repented for his past. But when we likewise repent and open our hearts to change, we believe that salvation can enter our house too. We weren't there at the Last Supper when Jesus gave bread and wine as his body and blood, or at the cross when the Last Supper became an actual reality, but when we do this in memory of him, we believe. We weren't there when Jesus' last drop of blood was given for his bride, the church, but when we lay down our lives to become good husbands and good wives and good figures 
for good role models for our children, we believe. Brothers and sisters, as we saw in today's gospel, Jesus establishes something very definitive, not just in this gospel, but he does it here in a very particular way. Participation in the sacraments that are given at the hands of the priesthood, living a life of prayer, participating and responding to the grace that God gives us every day is how we believe. It certainly takes from us, takes out of us, to have a confession like Thomas gave that comes with the grace of God to say when we look at Jesus, my Lord and my God. That's part of our life of belief. That's part of our life as faithful Christians, as baptized Christians. But to really believe, to really say it with confidence, all this time later, not having the same opportunity as the 12 did, not having the same opportunity as many of the disciples did, to really say that with confidence is to actualize it, is to live it. It's to live out the commission of being sent out to do the work of the kingdom. It's to live out the commission that Jesus expresses to us when he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. This is what we have today. This is the greatest gift we could ask for. Do you know why it's the greatest gift we can ask for? Jesus says that it's a blessing. It comes from him. It's not something we invent. The church and the life of the sacraments is not something his disciples invented after he left. It's not something that they thought was a good idea. It's not something they thought was a good project to have and to invite other people to participate in. Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. You and I have the opportunity to participate in that blessing. You and I have the opportunity to take advantage of that gift every day and to convert it into our actual accepting of the invitation to become partakers of his heavenly kingdom. As we approach the Eucharist today, we should be thankful for this gift. We should be thankful for the priesthood that Jesus is highlighting for us today in this gospel passage. He's clearly handing that responsibility over to the 12. Whosoever sins you forgive are forgiven, and whosoever sins you retain are retained. There's really no way around that passage. We should, we should also be thankful for this gift the church. We should pray for our priests. And in the midst of all that goes on in our life, in the midst of all the suffering that goes on, Another way to believe is to look at Jesus and to see the wounds in his hands, the wounds in his side, the wounds of his feet, and to look at him and the church he has established and to realize that when we may see weakness, what we really see is victory. What we really see is a kingdom being established. And for us to participate in that kingdom is to constantly be in the presence of the church and the sacraments that she offers for our sanctification. Amen.